Hey everybody, welcome into this week's episode of Sunny Days and Double Plays, a Palm Beach baseball podcast. We are back this week. Uh, my interview segment for this show, I am joined by Frank and Bobby Brown of the Palm Beach Angels. Fun interview with those guys, get to talk with them a little bit. Uh, first time I've had an angel on the show, so uh, be good to cross another team off of the list. Um, a lot of fun talking to those guys. Uh, we got our full slate of games from this week in the Beer League Vegas odds. No Ivani tonight. Um, work kind of kept him from getting home at a decent hour on Thursdays, which is the day I do a lot of my recording um, for the show. Uh, so we were unable to link up, but I have my own Beer League, excuse me, Beer League Vegas odds that I will give you as well as an updated version of the power rankings. But again, our first segment, as always, for this week's show is going to be a wrap-up of the week that was. Uh, we will start a close game that ended in a tie between the Diamondbacks and the Padres from St. Lucius. The Padres were powered offensively by Mikey Melendez, who had a two-run home run. Unfortunately for the Padres, though, they were penalized a run to start the game due to a late start time, which ended up uh, helping the Diamondbacks uh, get to the tie. The Diamondbacks offensively were powered by Rob Buskey, who went 3-4 for four with a run scored. Mitchell went 2-3 for three out of the leadoff spot with an RBI and a run scored, while Chris Capaletti went 2-3. for three. Jose went 1-2 for two with two RBIs. Evan went 1-3 for three with a run scored. The Delray Nationals stay hot as they defeated the Derby Sluggers, ending their win streak by a final score of 17-7. Afternoon game was a fun one. 10-8 Angels over the Red Sox. Our guests, Bobby and Frank, were able to... I'm going to say hold on to this one. Um, the Angels got out to a very quick lead, uh, but the Red Sox rally stalled late. Uh, Gutierrez started and went three for the Halos. He gave up five hits, two runs, both of which were earned while striking out four. He was followed by Williams, who got the victory on the bump. He went three and a third, allowed eight hits, six runs, five of which were earned while striking out three. Weatherhorn got the start for the Red Sox. He went one and a third, gave up five earned runs. Austin Price came in relief. He went the last five, allowed seven hits, five runs, while striking out eight. Offensively, the Halos were led by Festa, who went three for three with two runs scored. Uh, Danny went two for four with three RBIs. Wynn went one for three with two RBIs. For the Red Sox, Stephen Skeen, two for four with a triple. Drew Davis, one for four with a double. Uh, Rivera, who is their catcher, went three for three with a triple and two runs scored and two RBIs. Um, Brahman went one for two with a triple. Uh, but he was tossed early in this game for arguing balls and strikes with the umpire. Um, he's probably one of the Red Sox best hitters. Uh, so a major blow to their offense uh, while they were trying to rally back into this game. Um, but he was, unfortunately for them, uh, sent out. And they were not able to capitalize on the rally that they had. They scored three runs in the bottom of the seventh, which ended up being the last game in this, the last inning in this game due to time limit. Um, so that unfortunately uh, did not do the Red Sox any favors. Uh, good good win for the Angels, getting back in the win column. Uh, two in a row for them. Um, they're moving in the right direction. South Florida Beach Bums, 12-3. They end the win streak of the Palm Beach Marlins. My guest last week, Joey Mazio. The win streak stalls at 8. Rick Schnur in vintage fashion kept the Marlins offense at bay all day as the Bums were able to end this end this eight-game win streak of the Marlins. Schnur went the distance, only allowed three hits, three runs, one of which was earned while walking forward, striking out six. Uh, the veteran only needed 111 pitches to go the distance for the Beach Bums. The Bums offense blew it open late in the bottom of the eighth by scoring six runs. The offense was led by JB, who went two for four with two RBIs. Angel Roman went three for four with an RBI and a run scored. Alex Stone, two for three 
Rivera two for four with an RBI and a run scored, while Dave Salietta hit and a run scored. For the Marlins, three hits. Angel and Fernando both went one for three with doubles, while the only other hit came from Tyler. Uh, that was a good game. Uh, just busted open late. Uh, so I think this is a game. The score doesn't dictate how closely I feel this game was probably played, but a very, very, very good outing from Rickshner gets the bums, the victory, and halts the win streak of the Palm Beach Marlins. Thunder 11-4 over the Hurricane. Josh Mowry continues to work himself back into the swing of things and took a big step Sunday as he tossed eight innings of four-hit baseball, allowing only two unearned runs. He struck out two, walked one, and the the win evens him at a record of two and two, as I got this from manager Mike Sulin. Six Thunder players had multi-hit games in a 16-hit effort. Mike DeLue had three singles knocking in two. Wisley Correa singled twice and ripped a double in the eighth. Franklin Garcia, Rod Lucas, Roy Gallum, and Cody Gardieri each had RBIs and two hits. Cleveland Westbrook and RBI, Guy Pachacho chipped in with singles. Roy Galvin pitched the ninth for the Thunder. He faced six batters, walking one, giving up two hits and two runs, one of which was earned. Sugar Kings defeated the Astros 10-8 in the Battle of the Central. The Reds over the Panthers 8-0. Sad news to report here. Uh, The Panthers have decided to forego the remainder of the 2022 summer season and have decided to shut down operations. Uh, For the time being, I don't know if this is a permanent move or not. Uh, Dave sent out a text earlier this week to the managers. Uh, Ken Link Link Jr. was uh, gracious enough to share that with me uh, so I could use it on the show. That is the unfortunate thing that happens sometimes when teams are not playing that great. Uh, It's hard to get guys to come out on a consistent basis. I know the Panthers were kind of working their way through some things. I hope this is not the end for them because uh, they are a good group of guys. I see to always see them uh, laughing and joking no matter how bad the score is. So hopefully this is just a quick start to the offseason for these guys and we see them back in the fold in the near future. And finally, the Tribe defeated the Cree Bay Stars by a final score of 17-1. to 1. The Tribe offense came to play on Sunday afternoon and that was uh, all the runs that they needed to get for Kemont Kesey. We got early. Kesey got the start for the Tribe. He went five, allowed five hits, one excuse me, one earned run while walking three and striking out six to pick up the victory. Colin Lyle came in relief of Kesey. He went two, allowed one hit while walking one and striking out three. The high-powered Tribe offense was led by Gary Costello, who powered the way going three for four with two triples and five RBIs. Dan DeSimone, three for three. Ken Link, three for four with three runs scored and an RBI. Colin Lyle, three for four. Armin Pushka, two for four. Uh, while yours truly picked up hit number two and at bat number two, an RBI single late in the ballgame. The Cree Bay Stars, Roy got the mount, the start on the mound. He went three innings, allowed seven hits, six runs, five of which were earned. He was followed by Angel on the mound, who went two and two-thirds, allowed ten hits, nine runs, followed by Alex, who went the final one and a third, allowing four hits and two runs scored. Alex was the star of the offense for the Cree Bay Stars as he went two for three. That is your trip around the scoreboard for this week, it's been a up-and-down week for yours truly. A lot of crazy stuff going on here. Still trying to get things together. I was able to get some time to have a good interview here this week for you guys with uh, Bobby and Frank. So we're going to go to that right now. And then I will be back. Beer League Vegas odds at the end, uh, as well as the power rankings. I uh, hope you guys enjoy the interview. Sunny days and double plays of Palm Beach Baseball Podcast. We're back. 
It's the interview segment that you guys didn't know that you were waiting for, but I've been waiting for it. I am joined by uh, Frank and Bobby Brown, uh, same last name, brothers from different sides of the fence I'm going with. Guys, what's up? Sure. Sure, that works. Brothers from different mothers. <laughs> uh, all right, so I'm joined by the two of you. Uh, Frank is technically the manager of Note on the website, but I'm going to call you guys the co-brain trust of the team because I know, uh, Bobby, you're involved a lot in the decision makings as, long, as well as Frank. So I'm going to say co-managers. Does that make sense? Makes sense. Sure. Awesome. Glad to have you guys on. Glad to uh, finally get somebody from the Angel uh, organization uh, on board here. Um, you're another team that I can cross off the list, gladfully, uh, for having somebody on season one of the show. Um, all right, so let's start where I've started with a lot of different people. Uh, how you guys got into, I, I know at the time, NABA, because I have been a teammate and have shared a dugout with Frank. Um, so... Let's see how you guys both got in the league. Let's start there. Go ahead, Frank. You uh, you have a long sure. history in the league. <laughs> sure, sure, man. Um, I started in the league. Sheesh, Mikey, I was probably maybe a couple years before you. Um, I think if I were going back, maybe 2011, 2012, I started out with Lewis, uh, who used to run the Cubs um, on his team. I for, we were in like the triple A. I had not played baseball probably before that for 10 years. Um, I hadn't played since high school. Um, I came out and they, they pushed me up to the, the, I guess, the upper division because I could, uh, I mean, I guess because I could run. Um, played with him for a season. I, back then, I used to only play in the summer because I played flag football in the, in the fall. Um, when I came back that next summer, um, that was when we were in ABA, uh, Lou wasn't running a team, so I was uh, – Lou, the head guy of the league, had uh, connected me with Nelson, and I came out to one of their trials uh, and and played with those guys for a few seasons, uh, which, which – one of which I know that you came on to the team. I forget the team's names. We were – we were the. Crazy. I think we were the. I think we were the Rough Riders. Whenever I joined, I think that was the first season I played with you. Uh, then Nelson went to the Cyclones for a season or two, um, and then when Nelson left, I made us the Braves for that last season. Yeah, the Braves, and you gave me instead of number four, you gave me forty-four. I got a Braves jersey. And... Yep, <laughs> forty-four. <laughs> um, Oh, I'm here. All right, Frank. Frank, may, we may have lost Frank for a second. Let's see if Frank gets reconnected. Uh oh, Frank. Frank, no. All right. Well, I try so, to get Frank back on. Bobby, Bobby, let's give us give us your. Uh... Sure, I think I could fill in the blank there. Um, after that spat with Frank, when he had number forty-four, he ended up joining the Angels. Um, I forget who with the gentleman's name that ran the team at that time, but he was on his way out of the league. Frank sort of acquired the team and he'd had it ever since. Um, I came into the league. I was in I, like a cold internet guy. Like I just uh, 
had been out of the game for probably about 10 years. I played organized baseball mostly all my life. Uh, literally played a week in college and then played uh, amateur leagues up in Newport, Rhode Island, one of the oldest amateur leagues in the country called the Sunset League. It's like 110 years old. And I hadn't played since then. And I'm in my, I was probably early 30s at the time I came into the league, in my later 30s now. Uh, my first team, I, I just was on the internet. I, went to, I Googled Palm Beach baseball or adult men's baseball, mm-hmm. filled, out a little question, filled out a little questionnaire. And it must have been Dave Sally. I don't remember dealing with Lou at all. So it must have been Dave Sally had called me up, asked me a couple of questions about my playing history and linked me up with uh, Lou, who was the manager of the Rowdy Boys. So I played on the yep. Rowdy Boys for a season, season and a half. Then we became the Cubs. And like halfway through this season, we had a good team that that year. Um, we rattled off like 13, 14 wins in a row. We ended up winning the the lower division championship. But Lou got a job opportunity in Virginia and kind of was just like, here, you like just drop the team on me. Had zero interest in running a team. But throughout the course of playing with these guys for a couple of seasons, like Gabby and Vandy Pupo and uh, Danny Quezada and the Camacho brothers, like we had a good core of guys. I loved playing with these guys. Um, Ivani ended up coming on the team uh, toward the middle of that season. And Ivani really was a big factor in guiding us, you know, through the playoffs. You got a couple guys and he, you know, he was making a lot of the coaching decisions. We had a great team, ran through the playoffs, loved that squad. And um, at the end of the season, Ivani decided he wanted his own team. Um, I wish he would have done it without taking some of my core guys, but (laughs) neither here nor there. So I went to the manager meeting in the off season, really with about eight guys and not enough funds or guys to have a team. I didn't know if we would fold or my only, the only thing I cared about was keeping this core group of guys together. At this point, that was all I wanted to, you know, I just wanted to play with these guys and mm-hmm. they wanted to all stay together. So I approached Dave and Dave knew that Frank was having some roster issues as well. So I'd never met Frank. I knew him throughout the league, played against him. I think I filled in one game for them when they were short a guy. And uh, we split a pitcher of beer, hit it right off. And we were fast friends talking baseball. And we actually live a few streets apart from one another. So we hang out, and, you know, in downtime and really go over the squad quite a bit throughout the week. And we've gone through a different – we've made the playoffs, I think, every year that we've had the team in whatever format they've had. We've had a couple of different playoff formats, but we've made, we've made it through there. We've had a, we've spun off some of the younger guys. Noah was Noah, the manager from the Derby Sluggers, is our catcher. He uh, started his own team. He's doing awesome. And uh, Ivani has his team. They're doing fantastic. So the Frank Brown coaching tree is pretty successful in this league right now. Speaking of Frank, we got Frank back. Uh, we yeah. did lose Frank. Um, so the last thing we heard about fr- from you, Frank, was uh, the 44 jersey. Um, and then it kind Frank of Frank Aaron, yep, Frank Aaron, and then it uh, it kind of cut out. Uh, Bobby filled in the gaps a little bit um, from there. Um, who did you take over the Angels from, Frank? That was the that was the real. Oh, Sean, Sean. Sean. So Sean used to play used to play with the Mets. Um, he was running the Angels. What I believe before that they were called like the Brewers or something when they yeah, won like the championship. Weren't they the Islanders? I'm not sure. I, I can't. I, 
I'm not sure. He had a few different team names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gone through a couple team names. Yeah. But I played um, with him when he was the Angels. Okay, so you, you took it over from Sean. Uh, Bobby then filled in the gaps of, you know, you guys were having some problems filling out the roster. Bobby was having some problems, so you guys decided to uh, join up together after after the split from the Rowdy Boys and all that stuff. Um, so the Angels become a team then. Uh, you know, Bobby mentioned the fact that you guys have made the playoffs uh, pretty much every season that you guys have been together. Uh, which is a good thing. Um, great thing to hear. Uh, you guys have pieced it together. Um, I know you guys have taken a couple hits to the foundation. Bobby mentioned Noah now being with the manager of the Derby Sluggers. Bonnie taking some pieces. Um, let's talk about one, though, that has gone on to do some other things, and that is uh, Mr. Gabby, our, uh, our friend here who's gone up to the Northeast. Love Gabby, man. That's my buddy. Um... Obviously, we know Gabby, flamethrower, defensively, he's all over the place, throwing his body around with reckless abandon, can hit lasers all over the field when he's locked in. But uh, I got a quick story about Gabby that you don't know. So after we joined one of the Angels, COVID hits. I, I come from the bar industry. I, I had my own bar. Uh, we're doing well. COVID comes, pretty much takes me out. And I go from being a business owner to, like, having an in – Sane amount of money that I'm on the hook for that I do not have. And I'm newly married at this point. I have no idea what I'm going to do. The world is completely turned upside down. I can't even go back and bartend because bars aren't even open at this point. Gabby, who's probably 15, almost 20 years younger than me, just reached out. This guy only knows me from baseball on Sundays. Checks in. Hey, Bob, how's it going? Everything good. Just checking in on you. We got the texting and talking. This guy ends up, I, I was looking, I must have put in about 100 job applications for all kinds of different stuff. And this guy ends up linking me up with a, a job delivering for Amazon, which I did for a few months with him. And I couldn't be more grateful. I mean, it was a shot to, you know, to your ego and you hit some pretty low points during this part. But the fact that the kid like had the wherewithal at that young age to reach out to someone on the team with a, hey, man, how you doing? Oh, man, I might be able to help speaks a lot about the kid's character. Um, and that guy will always be a friend, a teammate for me. I'll, I'll, I'll follow him wherever he goes as far as his playing career. And hopefully one day I can repair, return the favor for him. Uh, so, where, so where is Gabby now? I know he's in the Northeast, but where? Gabby's in Pennsylvania playing. I don't know the name of the team. Frank, you know the name of the team? No, I'd, I'd have to pull it up. Uh, I'd have to look it up. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know the name of the team. But he checked it. He, I know he went to the Yankees-Pirates game last night. Oh. So he's, he's within a shot of Pittsburgh. All right. Sounds like a lot of fun. Um, he's, so, ha he's having a good time up there. Gabby, that's one thing. Gabby will always have his fun. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's good, good, good to hear the positive stories um, from both your, your situation and, you know, being able to have a teammate help you in that situation as well as Gabby's success and his travels up into the Pennsylvania area for baseball. Um, all right, let's transfer now the 2022 summer Palm Beach Angels. Um, we've played you guys once. Um, you guys brought over some former Mets, some former teammates of mine uh, in the Romero brothers, as well as Ray. Um, Kurt, or not, not Kurt, Kurt's with the Heat. Who else did you, did you 
the Mets in that that I don't that I don't remember. The Romero brothers, Ray. Anybody else, Frank? No, no, no one else. I think we got uh, uh, one from the Flamingos. Uh, Jackson, Jackson came over from the Flamingos. He's he's a newer guy to the league. Okay, so you filled in some gaps with those guys. Uh, let's start, I guess, with uh, the three former Metropolitans. Uh, what do the Romero brothers and Ray really bring to your guys' fold uh, in the season so far? Frank, um, you want me to speak on yeah. this? I'll, I'll, I'll take it because uh, right. you, you've been been they've uh, been playing well. I mean, of course, we we had a uh, in terms of depth at catcher, we were we needed some depth at catcher. Uh, Ray has certainly uh, helped us there as well as been filling in and in, in some infield positions um, as well. Uh, Ryan has as been doing a little, little bit of everything as, as he's always been in, been in the league. Uh, certainly veterans in the league that can support you, of course, on the field as well as things off the field. Uh, Ryan's been swinging a good bat as well as uh, getting on the mound and, and, and uh, throwing that curveball as, as he always does to, to, to induce some ground balls. So um, certainly been, been good pickups for us. No, absolutely. Those are guys that, uh, you know, they, they, they ran into the unfortunate luck of, not being able to get the same 10 to 12 guys to commit to coming out every week, um, which can be a, a hard thing to do in this league. And, you know, I know I've known the Romero brothers since, oh, probably seven, eight years now from my time in the league. And I've shared a dugout with them for four or five of them. Um, you know, those guys will give the world, uh, especially to their teammates. So uh, I definitely say kudos to you for picking up the three of them. Uh, I've talked about them at length whenever uh, doing wrap-ups of your guys' games in the opening segment of the show. So, um, and, I, and I missed guys... Rob. I'm sorry, uh, Mike. Oh, no. I missed Rob. I missed mentioning Rob. I, I was remiss by not saying anything about Rob. Rob has been injured uh, most of the season. That's why you had seen him out there, and he, he's uh, – that's the situation there. Yeah, I, I've talked to Robbie a little bit. He told me some of the stuff that was going on. It's it's one of those things where it's it just <clears throat> so hopefully speedy recovery to him. We see him out on the field again shortly. Um, the start of your guys this season probably not the way you guys wanted it to go. But you're winners of two straight. You got a matchup with the Reds on Saturday night, and then you have a matchup against the Padres on Sunday. Um, what has it been about you guys the last couple of weeks that's come on strong? I know uh, the record books show that you lost to the Thunder 13-8. We came in right at the end of that game. You guys battled them strong the entire way. Uh, and then at the Astros, you uh, blew the doors off the Panthers. And then you beat a really scrappy Red Sox team uh, this week. What is it in these last three games that, have, that has come on strong for you guys to, to turn this thing around? Um, I mean, one, we've, we've had a number of guys that we lost early in the season. Um, we had Mike Camacho, who's been out uh, with injury. Of course, we lost Gabby. Uh, we had the, the, a new guy, very talented, Tyler Klein. Um, we weren't able to uh, keep him because of a work schedule, and, and I, I Probably, I know I'm missing a couple of more starters. Kirkland. I think it was Kirkland. Yeah, Kirkland's work schedule. So you're talking four or five starters that 
we just didn't have every week, uh, or not even close to every week. Um, so we were patching, doing some patchwork early in the season. We were competitive, but weren't able to, uh, you know, uh, pull pull out some as many wins as we we uh, probably could have in some close games. Uh, while everybody, when you're when you're not on the winning end, you're not going to be sitting, um, you know, uh, happy or sitting still. Uh, when you're winning, you're sitting still and comfortable. We're, we're, we weren't comfortable, so yeah, we we have added some some pieces to try to fill some of those holes, um, and then the results are what they are right now. Um, so that, that that's where we're at. We're still trying to gel it together, um, try to stay competitive, and I mean, it's a tough league. Uh, I would definitely say you guys are definitely on the competitive side of things. You're currently. I think it's two and a half games out of the fourth spot in the division behind us. Uh, her are only a half a game out, but you have pretty much everybody in the division lined up. Uh, so the play guys, I think, starts uh, – I guess this is going to drop on Friday. It's technically Thursday while I do this interview with you guys. Um, so I would say that this weekend is a, is a pivotal weekend for you guys. Um, yeah. But you guys got two tough matchups. You got the, the last team without a loss on their record the Central Division leading JEG Reds, um, and then you have the Los Padres team, um, who you guys have already played once this year. You, uh, you dropped that one to them 6-3. What is it about these two games that you think that you guys need to do to get one and or two wins to get that momentum and keep it going uh, for this playoff push? Uh, I'll tell you right now, uh, I wouldn't let us get hot. I know that historically people see the angels and they probably, I don't think they look at us with any disrespect, but we're not the first name that you think of when and we're not striking fear into teams, but we show up and we come out and try to win every Sunday. And we've, in our time there, we've knocked off some pretty good programs. We've beaten the nationals. We've beaten the Red Sox. The only teams we haven't beaten in our time, Frank, are what the thunder and the bums. Yeah, that, that's, but, that's yeah, about it. But we've, yeah, we've given them battles. We can beat any team in the league on any week, and we truly feel that regardless of who we're sending out there. We do have a next man up mentality. I know you've heard that as a running theme, talking to different managers on the cast. But um, mm-hmm. I can tell you that there, we don't need much motivation or extra motivation for that game always circled on the calendar. They're out for blood, calling you out, Ivani. Um, no, we always love playing those guys. They always bring it. We've gone back and forth over the years. Ivani's had strong squads when he first took that team. Wasn't as strong as now. You know, we took a few there. So, no extra motivation needed. They always want to play anybody in that central division. But, I mean, the record speaks for itself. They're founding teams. Yeah, they uh, pretty good run differential for the Reds. Um, the only game that they played outside of the division, uh, they beat the Padres. Um, Padres had a second game of a doubleheader. Um, so I, I feel like this is a this is a game where um, you know you know that you're going to get the Reds' best, um, and then the following day you have a good one against the Padres. So I definitely think that you have to have that motivation of uh, don't let us get hot. Um, you know, sure. so you're going in, you're definitely going into it with the right attitude, which is a, a good thing to have. Um, so, again, you guys have this stretch here against the division. Um, you, you have a shot to make a move. Um, you know, we play you guys in a couple weeks. 
Always look forward to those games. Those games are always fun. For um, sure. Let's talk, though, as, as you're coming around the bend at the end of the, the, the spring season, um, I'm not someone that likes to look ahead a lot as a coach and as a player. Um, but that fall season coming up, what is, what is something that if you could put your finger on it right now, whether it be everybody's healthy, whether it's work schedule works out perfectly, whether it's whatever it is, you can pick that one, I guess, infinity stone to put in the, into the big, uh, batting glove. What would it be for the, for the angels for the fall season? I think we, uh, Frank has done an incredible job building this infrastructure, this pipeline of recruiting guys. He's got good contacts at local college programs, some of the high school programs, um, I, I hope to keep and continue to tap into that. It's one of the things that keeps us competitive on weeks when we're missing guys due to work or injury or whatever. Uh, his role, it's near the top in the league. You know, we lean on it when, we, when we're really thin. And if there's one element that I could just freeze and keep, I'd love to keep that treasure chest that Frank has that keep guys coming. Hopefully you'll hook a couple of these guys and get them full-time, all-in, part of the family. I think if we could do that, you know, in between seasons, we could put a nine out there on any Sunday that could compete with anybody, anytime, anywhere. Frank, are you using the same answer or do you got something different for me? Yeah, that, that, that is the answer. I mean, Bobby, Bobby is the, I agree with what he said there. Nothing to add. All right. So I've done this with every guest that I've had. Uh, I'm going to do it with the two of you. Uh, both of you guys can answer. Uh, I'll give you guys a team. I want you guys to tell me what your first, the first word that pops into your head to describe the team and then why that word pops into your head. We will start, uh, in our division. Um, they're the top team in the division right now. Uh, you guys have gotten a victory against them before. Uh, let's talk about the Delray Nationals. One word. Yes. Royalty. Frank? Next question. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking, Ooh. man. I'm joking. Uh, no, man. I, 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 I listened to the first podcast I listened to was from the Delray guy, and he was, he was saying that everybody was scared of them or something like that. So I had to, had to take a shot. But no, defense, man. They, we, we played them well. Um, and we had a game, I believe we, uh, sheesh, we probably had a game where we had, I have to look at the, the scorecard, let's call it 14 hits, and we only scored four runs. Um, they were turning double plays, making diving catches, throwing people out. The last game we played them, very similar. I mean, their right fielder probably had three diving catches oh in one game. Um, they play good defense. I mean, it's sound defense, good pitching, so it's, it's, it makes it challenge, even though for some reason we, we find a way to hit the ball against them while other teams don't. Um, they they find a way to play some good defense, man. I love playing that team. They are yep. uh, impressive. Everything they do is as tops, man, from the way they recruit social media to how they, they play three, four, five times a week. And every guy they throw at you is a beast. Every guy in the team seems to have muscles and Maseratis. Every guy in the team is like an 80s sports villain come to life but they're nice uh, guys and they always they play the game the right way too they're not out there like bullying and shit they're not out 
there, you know, rubbing your nose in it. They, they play the right way. I always look forward to those games. Uh, another team with some social media presence, um, your former teammate Noah and the Dirty Sluggers. Go ahead, Frank. Yeah, that, that's our guys, man. Um, uh, Noah, uh, we we I mean, if if we can go in the past and 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 try to find a way to make uh, keep this thing together, I would have loved to have done that. But you know, he, he wanted to do his own thing. Um, they clipped us the last time we played them. Uh, one two brought out one of our uh, our uh, uh, old co co players, the uh, Jacobs, one of the Jacobs twins, um, and, and gave us about fourteen strikeouts that day. Uh, but no, th- those are uh, those are our, that's like our little brothers, man. Yeah, they're trouble. That team's that's my that's my problem child, little brother. No, I love Noah, but that team. They're gonna be. They're gonna be a. They're gonna be a tough team for as long as Noah decides to run it. Um, I, I like to think he learned a bit of organizing a team from Frank. Frank does an incredible job in the admin side of things. Very organized, very transparent, very structured, and it, it's the. It's really the foundation of our team. And Noah really, you know, took him aside when before he was thinking about starting the team. And he has a really cool baseball apparel company he's launching. It made sense. He's got a ton of networking with the young, with college kids. And what he does on social media is second to none in the league. So if he keeps that up, he can be, I mean, he can be top of the league for as long as he chooses. If he, if he want to come back and do our social media, he's more than welcome <laughs> to do it again, too. Or if, or if you just want to come back, that's fine, too. Doors uh, always open, Noah. Let, let's talk about a team that you guys have mentioned that you've had uh, not the greatest luck against. Uh, the Mike Sulin-led Palm Beach Thunder. Oh, man, they're they're uh, man that that's they're like I call them professionals, man. They they come and do some work uh, each time. Mike Mike puts out a, a, a very good team each and every time you play against them. Um, you know, they don't make too many mistakes. Always so. good pitching too. They always seem to have an arm and an arm behind the arm. We can't crack that team. We've had some good ones. We've had the lead a couple times against them. We've never been able to pull that one out. But Mike Candles is. Been- uh, yeah, no, absolutely. We played them earlier this year, uh, earlier this season. Lost to them in extra innings on a walk off sack fly. Um, it's good to see. Uh, oh, I lost Bobby. I'll have to send him another message to get him back in here. But I'll talk to Frank. While I reconnect Bobby. So mm-hmm. when, when talking about Mike and the guys that he has, pitching is definitely something that, again, that I would say is a strong suit for them. Uh, it's good to see that Josh is back out pitching for those guys coming back from his injury. Um, you know, they got a, they got a flamethrower behind him and Caleb Pitts who shut the door against us and let the, the thunder get back in it. So definitely mm-hmm. pitching and a professional organization when you think about the Palm Beach Thunder. Um, we'll stay in that division. Uh, what is the word that you associate with the Diamondbacks? Offense. For some reason, every time we, we play them, uh, we get, uh, to beat them, we have to score more than 10 runs for some reason. Um, they, they, they have, you know, there's a few guys at the top of the order that got some – Got some speed, so you put them on the bases, then that's probably a score. And then they got a, a few thumpers throughout the lineup. Um, 
They they got offense and they're they're tough. I think if they had, you know, uh, not saying that they don't have pitching, um, but if if they had, you know, some of those uh, one top or two top pitchers, uh, they'd probably be instead of uh, mid top of the pack, top of the pack. Uh, we got Bobby back. Uh, the team that we're discussing is the Diamondbacks. Let's just pound the ball, man. I feel like every time we play them, they have 10, 15 hits against us. Shout out to Buck. Love playing that guy. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, that's another team that always gives us problems. I mean, they've, they've probably taken more from us than we've taken from them, but another game I always have circled on the calendar when I see it. Um, and last but certainly not least, I would be remiss if I didn't finish with uh, – the old St. Lucie tribe. Um, I, I, first thing that come to mind for me for you guys is probably I hate to say the word. It's like drama, not drama. And I mean, it's like fiery drama. You guys are fired up. You, you know, you got emotional. The, the links, <laughs> emotional. You got the links. It's always something. Like I mean, from I remember that game when when the guy got hit in the. We I mean we had uh, he's uh called Thor oh, out there when he hit him in the face. Uh, when, uh, Sully, yes. when Sully when Sully broke the orbital bone. Oh my gosh, that was rough. And then we had the fight. With, I mean, I don't know if it was a fight, but you had uh, uh the, well, the, the night, night game, game walkout. The night game that that came that came out walked out. Yep, I remember that one. I had to do a lot of damage. <laughs> I had to do a lot of damage control that that off season. Uh, yeah, it's it seems like you guys always get the fiery games from us, whether whether now, it's in whether it's internally between ourselves or you know it's one of those things where it's like you guys are always there for whenever we have those moments where we're all yelling at each other. I, I think it's us. I think we're just a magnet for just pulling crazy out of people. It, maybe it's <laughs> me. Maybe it's me. I feel like every other week I'm in somebody's dugout or in some umpire's face. Well, let's. I, I guess we can address this because uh, I had a nice long conversation before the show, um, which will be edited for another uh, postseason uh, blooper show, where we talked about it. But because you brought up your fieriness, um, your game this week with the Red Sox, I'm standing in right field because uh, one of our guys uh, had been shown the door, not to put it so uh, <laughs> elegantly. Uh, so I had to play the last two innings in right field and. I see that uh, friend of the show, Stephen Skeen, hit a ball that he went to third base on and bang, bang, play at the back. Obviously, I can't see anything from right field because I'm blind. And I just hear someone, God damn it, Johnny, you missed that call. What the hell? And I look over and Bobby's kicking dirt and running around and all that stuff. So, <laughs> so I can see the fiery side. So, um, yeah, it, it's like I said, uh, when we play you guys, it's always a game that I enjoy, uh, especially being able to play against the Romero brothers uh, because I've been teammates with them uh, for so long. I was a teammate with Frank for, for a couple of seasons. So, you know, it's always fun playing you guys. Um, I guess my word, because this is how I always do it, my word to describe you guys is, and I mean, you guys have said this word a bunch on the show. So it just makes sense that it was my word before the show even started. And that is the fact that you guys are family. It, it's next guy up, you know, whether you're a guy who's sitting in the one spot or the 10 spot or the 12 spot, you know, you're as important as the next guy. Um, and I think that's something that's big. Um, there's a lot of these teams that I really truly feel have that family mindset, you know, the, the, the thunder. Mike, Mike always yep. looks at his guys as family. 
Um, the national. You guys are like that too, Mike. You guys are like that too. We try to be. We have a couple of disgruntled cousins that we sometimes have to smack <laughs> around, but we Every try. Family does. Yeah. So no, but it's one of those things where it's it's good to see that there are teams that that are taking that model and, and really taking it to the next level, and that, that's the word that I use to describe you guys. Um, family, you know, you got a couple guys here. You got to smack them in the back of the head and knock common sense into them. But everybody yeah. does. I mean, it's what we do to Thor. Used to have to do to Andrew all the time to get him to calm down. <laughs> um, Andrew's probably listening to this. Andrew, I love you. I hope everything's well in Philadelphia. Uh, we'll see you soon. Um, Andrew has stepped away for uh, the foreseeable future. Went back north to do some work stuff. So hopefully, we see Andrew again in the future if he's listening. Uh, love you, buddy. Um, so that's that's the rapid fire. I guess let's let's branch off here. Um, what is it, I guess, I've talked about the All-Star game. I'm pushing for the All-Star game. I'm going to try my best to make the All-Star game happen. I've taken ideas that I've been given from people on and off the podcast. I'm trying to come up with the best formulated thought process. I'm going to give you guys a window here. Tell me uh, an idea that you guys have about the All-Star game and how I, how I can make this work. So I've been listening to the last couple uh, podcasts you had, um, and I listened to the one with Brett Fick from the Nationals, and I kind of feel like – I think that's great. I love that they have the Nationals against the world mentality. Uh, would it be possible – I don't know when the scheduling window permits this, but if a team was so inclined, maybe we have the champion of the league face an all-star team afterwards. Maybe not that day, but the week after mm-hmm. or – the next weekend or something like that, a weeknight. But I, I feel like that's a way to kind of make everyone happy. I also don't know how you do – like I listened to the episode with Dave, and he brings up a good point when he's like, if you think you're going to get two full teams full of guys to commit to something like that on a Sunday that's already kind of not scheduled, it's going to be – it is going to present some logistic problems. So if you go – I think we can get one team. I think you can get one solid team. And if you can get the champions – you know, to back it up, see if they can beat all the league. Maybe that works. Got anything for me, Frank? Um, I think if you can mix in something with the with the home run derby, uh, maybe some type of uh, incentive for the winner. Um, it might it might help as as kind of a in between our pregame festivity. All right, I, I like both of those ideas. Um, my, my hope with, with, with getting uh, enough uh, for two teams was the fact that, well, that's having 18 teams at a time. Uh, now, um, as I broke news earlier on the show, uh, the Panthers have uh, folded. Um, unfortunately, um, things weren't going in the right direction for the organization. They decided to fold. We're down to 17 teams. So I was kind of hoping that if we had enough, we could get two or three guys from each team, you know, that would give us a, a 30 to 35 man roster. You know, we could have two teams of 15 plus like, like 17 each, you know, so we could, we could make it work. But it's one of those things, like you said, with it not being a week, that's already scheduled uh, unless we do something the, the week right after um, the finals, which again, I have to have a talk with Dave, which I hope to do uh, in the coming weeks so that we can, plan out a day to do the actual all-star game. Um, There is a chance that we do the all-star game right after the championship games on that, on that final, uh, that final day. So, but I got to sit down with Dave, have that conversation with him. 
uh, which I'm hoping to do later this week. So we'll see where we go because I do want something where at least one member of every team kind of like to do with the MLB All-Star game because I do think that there are guys that may not get voted or picked by certain managers because of uh, other reasons or they're, they're playing in the, the, a, a different division and the, the manager sure. may not see them, stuff like that. So that's why I was kind of saying, okay, if the manager from each team picks two or three guys, you know, that gets us to a spot where we got 35, 36 guys. And as well, as long as all of them can show up, that gives us 18. So no one's got to pitch more than an inning or two. We could probably have some fun with it that way. Maybe make the game seven innings. So you don't have to worry about, a, a, a stretching pitching too deep with only having sure. a couple weeks off before the fall season. But the, the, the goal here is still the same is to have fun with the all-star game. So I appreciate your guys' feedback there. Um, again, hopefully I can have this talk with Dave this week, uh, either before our games or after our games, depending on what's going on with that. Um, all right. So this is where I'm going to turn it over to you guys. I'll let you guys uh, have a couple minutes to speak freely about anything you guys want to plug promote, things like that, and then we'll wrap this thing up. Uh, Bobby, we'll start with you, bud. I uh, would be remiss if I didn't mention this. Um, the Angels and, and the league are going to lose a legend very soon as uh, Mr. Frank Brown is relocating his family. That he's, he's taking a wonderful opportunity and moving to Nashville at the end of the month. So we wish him very well. I, I'm, I love you, Frank. I'm going to miss you like hell. Uh, these past few seasons playing with you have been probably the most fun I've ever had playing baseball at any level. I'm going to miss having beers in the parking lot with you after the game, rapping with you all week about possibilities and lineups and probable starters. And you just, uh, you, you run an incredible team, man. Uh, and I just appreciate all your efforts. The guys do as well. And I hope that we could one day bring home some hardware for you in your honor, but the, the league's going to miss a real one when they loses you, bud. Yo, thanks, Bob. Appreciate it, man. All right, hold on. Before before we go any further, before you guys plug anything else, Frank, are you going to be there on July twenty fourth? That's all I'm asking. Yes, that that I will be there. Okay, I'm That's telling Frank's, you right. I'm Frank's telling last you right game. Now, Frank Frank stopped me in the parking lot after he found out I pitched against the Warriors. He said, "Mikey, why didn't Ken let you pitch against us?" <laughs> I'm telling you right now, Frank. I'm talking Ken into it. I'm throwing at least one hitter, and the hitter is you. Let's oh, go it. ahead, man. Come on. Gonna, I, I don't think I've ever faced you. We're gonna. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have Ken when your spot comes up in the lineup. Uh, at some point in that game, I will tow the rubber, and you will get your your matchup against me. Uh, I don't care what the score is. I don't care what's going on. Uh, Frank versus Mikey, one final time before you uh, before you take your opportunity in Nashville. I love this. I, I, I'm down for it, man. Just just know I'm not the player that that I was when you were coaching me, <laughs> buddy. I throw 57 the same way I did whenever I pitched. Whenever you were playing the outfield, I don't throw any harder, bud. Um, no, uh, but to, I actually this is breaking news to me. Uh, I didn't know this, so. Uh, I'll say my, my, my piece here, and then I'll let you guys continue to plug your stuff. Um, I've had the honor, I've had the privilege to share a dugout uh, creative mindset with Frank on multiple occasions. Uh, when Bobby says the league's losing a real one, 
I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, Frank's been one of the good ones uh, from the very beginning, um, from my times with Nelson and the Rough Riders to coaching him with the Braves. Um, anything I needed, uh, Frank was always there to help me out. Um, I will have nothing but positive things to say about you, Frank. Um, it is unfortunate that, you, that you're that you gone, but it's fortunate that you're having an opportunity uh, to expand your horizons. I wish you nothing but continued success, my friend. Uh, hopefully, uh, we can get a tournament team sometime uh, that your schedule dictates, and maybe we see Frank running around with the guys from uh, the Palm Beach Baseball League again. Um, but I wish you nothing but the best of luck in Nashville, nothing but all the success in the world, my friend. Um, be safe. Uh, best prayers to you and your family and all that fun stuff. Let's have a fun final month uh, before uh, you take that trip, though, all right? I appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Um, again, this is the window for you guys. Plug anything you guys want to plug, social medias, all that fun stuff, and then we'll kick some off. Go ahead, Frank. Um, I mean, from from my standpoint and, and really in my time in the league, man, I, I just say uh, we play baseball. We look forward to Sunday. Uh, one of the things I would encourage, especially like new guys and younger guys uh, to the league, is to – this is an opportunity to network as well as play baseball. Um, and that's within your team and as well as outside of your team. Uh, the folks that you're out there competing against, you, you know, you don't know if they will be that person that 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 uh, helps you, as Bobby was mentioning earlier, with with Gabby helping him find a job. From, um, I mean, I I I've done work with, I mean, I've had Sean from the who used to play with the Mets and manage the Angels help me with some AC work. I mean, I'm plugging some of everybody to the Javon cuts cuts my stepson's hair, uh, Javon from the Marlins. Um, I mean, uh, network out there, man. and it, and I think that that's uh, one of the things that uh, sometimes we we miss. And I mean, of course, I I've taken full advantage of a plus in the league, as you can probably find me uh, after uh, after the game, um, and, and doing the same thing. Frank Brown, the CEO of the Palm Beach Angels. Uh, Bobby, you got anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Nah, man. Just uh, keep doing what you're doing with the podcast, man. Really enjoying it. It's good for the league. It's a great communication tool. Appreciate you doing it, man. Hey, I appreciate you guys coming on. Um, I appreciate you guys hanging out with me for a bit. Um, Frank, again, best of luck. We'll see you. Uh, we'll see you before you go, though. Bobby, always appreciate it. We'll get you guys. Uh, maybe we'll get you guys back on here for a. Uh, Nashville update uh, before the start of next season. All right, man. All right, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Later. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. All right, guys. We're back. It is one of my favorite segments on this show. Barely Vegas odds, but I'm doing this by myself this week as, again, Ivani, uh, work got a little crazy for him, wasn't able to get away as early as he was hoping for. Therefore, you guys are stuck with me this week by myself doing the fun Beer League Vegas odds as well as giving you guys my power rankings for this week. We will start, though, because we have a full slate of Sunday games 
But we also have a full slate of Saturday games. Four games from the St. Lucia's Quad Complex. We will start Astros visiting the Heat. St. Lucia's field number one. I have the Astros plus 130. The Heat at minus 110. Over under this game, 13 and a half. I'm going to lean towards the way of the Heat. I'm going to say final score in this game is 8-5. to St. Lucia's Field 2 will host the Palm Beach Angels. Our guest from the interview segment, Frank and Bobby, will be playing the, the JEG Reds. Uh, I have the Reds at minus 135. I have the Angels at plus 125. Over under in this game, I have set at 12.5. I will take the Reds in a final score of 6-4 to four in this game. St. Lucia's Field 3, the Derby Sluggers look to get back on the winning ways. I have them taking on, excuse me, they're taking on the Warriors. I have the Derby Sluggers at minus 130. I have the Warriors at plus 140. Over under in this game, I have set at 13 and a half. I'm going to take the Derby Sluggers to win this game by a final score of 9 to 6. And finally, the last game of the Saturday slates for this week, uh, the Marlins will take on the Palm Beach Red Sox on St. Lucia's Field number 4. Marlins I have at minus 135. Red Sox plus 140. Over under in this game, I have at 11. I'm going to take the Marlins by a final score of 7-3. to three. Now to the Saturday full slate of games. St. Lucia's Quad Complex for all seven games on Sunday. We'll start Sugar Kings against the Reds. St. Lucia's field number one. I have the Sugar Kings at plus 110. I have the Reds minus 130. Over under in this game, 13 and a half. I'm going to take the Reds. Final score. Eight to six. I think this is going to be a tight game. Reds playing their second game in two days. Uh, It's a quick turnaround, and I think that this is a is a is a is a test for those guys. Hopefully, one that they're ready for. I know Junior will have those guys ready to go like he always does. Uh, But I think this game will be a fun one. I think it'll be a close one. The Caribe Stars will host. Excuse me. Will travel to the South Florida Beach Bums. I have the Caribe Stars at plus one forty. Bums at minus one forty. Over under 14 and a half in this game, I will take the bums by a final score of 11 to 4. St. Lucia's field number three, the Red Sox will play, will, will travel to the Palm Beach Thunder. Red Sox, I have at plus 150, their second game in, in a little under, a little over 20, uh, 12 hours because the 9 a.m.s, yeah, all right. Red Sox against Thunder. Red Sox plus 150, Thunder minus 125, over under 11 and a half. I'll take the Thunder by a final score of 7 to 3. The game that I will not be discussing, uh, Tribe at Nationals. Um, I guess I'll give my odds, but I'm not going to predict anything. Tribe, I have it plus 140, Nationals minus 125, over under in this game. I have set it 13. There is no game at 1 o'clock on field number one at St. Lucius. The final three games, the Derby Sluggers, their second game in two days is they will travel to the Palm Beach Diamondbacks. I have the Derby Sluggers at plus 140. I have the Diamondbacks at minus 145. Over under for this game, I have set at 12 and a half. I'm going to take the Diamondbacks. I think this one is going to be a back and forth one. Diamondbacks, eight. Derby Sluggers, seven. Marlins playing their second game in two days. They will travel to the Palm Beach Hurricanes. I have the Angels at minus 140. I have the Hurricanes at plus 150. Over-under in this game, 13 and a half. I'll take the Marlins to get back in the winning direction here. I have them winning by a final score of 9-3. to three. And last but certainly not least for our slate of Sunday games, the Angels, I have at plus 135. They're traveling to Los Padres, who I have at minus 14 and a half. 
I'm going to surprise some people. My over-under in this game is 9.5. I'll take the Padres to win final score of 6-3. to three. That is the full slate of games from the St. Lucia's Quad Complex for both Saturday and Sunday. Uh, full slates of games coming up these next couple weeks with Saturday games being added. We'll get to the power rankings now so I can let you guys get out of here and enjoy the rest of your weekend before league play starts again on Saturday. Uh, in 18th, uh, permanently here now due to the disbandment and them not playing another game the rest of the year will be the Panthers. So from here on out, we'll just do the uh, the 17 because 18 is going to kind of be there because there ain't anybody there anymore. I have the Warriors at 17. Uh, I have the Hurricanes at 16. This losing streak, uh, this team's a lot better than, uh, unfortunately, the way things have broke their way. Um, they're, they're a team that is going to be super competitive whenever they have all their pieces. I uh, hope these guys keep plugging away because that's a really good team there. Uh, I was surprised that that I came to this to this conclusion, um, but the losing streak really hurts. Um, and I think this is a team that's going to be uber competitive uh, as soon as they can get all the guys out there. Uh, 15th, the Caribe Stars. Uh, tough loss to us. Um, that team's a lot better than the score dictates. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that this team is going to be uber competitive. They're right in the middle of a playoff race in the division that they're in. 14th, I have the Angels. 13th, the Derby Sluggers. 12th is the Red Sox. 11 is the Astros. 10 is the Palm Beach Heat. 8, I have the Sugar Kings. Excuse me, 9, I have the Sugar Kings. 8, I have Tribe. 7 is the Diamondbacks. 6 is the Thunder. 5 is the Beach Bums. 4, Los Padres. 3rd, I have the Marlins. 2, the Delray Nationals. And number 1, again, this week is the JEG Reds. If you're following along at home, nobody from 1 to 10 changed. Everybody stayed the same for the uh, second consecutive week of yours truly's power rankings. But that's the show, guys. A lot of fun. Uh, Thanks to everybody who listens. Thanks to everybody who takes some time out of their day to spend a little bit of your time with me. I always appreciate you guys uh, hanging out with me. Um, If I have not gotten in touch with you guys about being on the show, I will reach out to you guys. If you want to reach out to me first, please do. Follow me on Instagram, at FatKidCertifiedSE. Uh, you can send me a message there. You can send me a message on Facebook if we're friends there. If not, add me on Facebook, Mike Bernier. I'm the guy wearing a tribe jersey. You see him, chubby kid. Uh, yeah, so that's it. Um, podcast at PB, excuse me, podcast PB baseball at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email. Um, other than that, guys, that's all I got for you this week. If anybody's in the market for a bat, Check out uh, Dale Criswell's uh, DC Wood Bats. Uh, I'll get the website for next week's show. Um, Dale's piece of lumber that he made me, custom, great piece of wood. Uh, I got two hits and two at-bats this season. It's been uh, it's been fun to uh, get out there and swing it. Really smooth, uh, great balance to the bat. I, I can't say enough positive things about Dale and, and the stuff that he's doing with the bat company. So if you're in the market for a bat, please reach out to Dale. Uh, you'll see him around the, the, the fields in the Red Sox uniform. Uh, he'll be more than glad to help you out. He'll probably direct you to the website where you can put your own customized order in for colors and designs and words and everything like that. So, again, if you're in the market for a bat, reach out to Dale. Uh, he's a, he, he makes some good stuff. But that's the show, guys. I appreciate everybody hanging out with me, and we will see you guys next week with another episode of Sunny Days and Double Plays, the Palm Beach Baseball Podcast.